right, guys, I see Robin's in here. What's going on? Cherry, what's going on? Jordan, so good to see everybody. Um, if you have a question for Dr. Rogers, go ahead and put that in the comments. We're going to get to live questions here shortly. Um, we're going to start with a few questions that came in throughout the week. And uh, let's start with, uh, let's see, uh, this is a question that came in around LDN and shingles. Uh, there is a little backstory. Um, so if LDN helps suppress the shingles, how long will I need to take it? I'll give you a little backstory there, Doc. Um, she started LDN last week and just wants a little bit more advice. Five years ago, had surgery for an adenocarcinoma in lung and had a lobectomy. Uh, it wasn't okay. in any lymph nodes and didn't require any cancer treatment. A few weeks before the surgery, got shingles. Um, six, uh, six months before this, I had a definite tick bite and treated with doxycycline. Dealt with shingles off and on five years, taking antivirals at different doses depending on if they had a flare. This past year, had at least six outbreaks, one severe uh, on the cheek. So um, on LDN now, um, what's your thoughts on this, first of all, with LDN and shingles? Yeah, wow. Um, I saw a case of shingles yesterday. Um, you know, well... I like LDN for a lot of things for, you know, it works as it works and really the mechanism is kind of odd how it works. And a lot of the mechanism, I don't think they know why it works so well, but um, I have used it for sh recurrent shingles and it seems to cut down on the recurrences. Um, you know, it's just a great anti-inflammatory and kind of tricks your brain into releasing these endorphins. I use it for mostly autoimmune diseases. Um, sometimes I use it for weight loss. Um, I used it today. I'm trying to remember the scenario that I started somebody on LDN today. It wasn't my typical LDN patient. Um, in any event, um, that's a good question. How long do you need to take it? If you've had six outbreaks in five years or six outbreaks in one year, if it was six outbreaks in one year, I would just take it daily for long term. Um, and I would think about doing that anyway. I mean, it it's not is this, hurt pa you. this past year has had yeah. six outbreaks. I would just take it indefinitely for right now. You know, we start out at one milligram, work our way to three within a week. And after a month, I go to four and a half. Sometimes I'll go a little higher, but. You know, with LDN, you really, it's, it's really outside the box, but aside from maybe having more vivid dreams, which means you're getting more REM sleep, um, you know, it's, I just don't see side effects from it. I think I've only had one person that didn't feel good on it for some other reason. I'm not sure if they got nauseated or what, but I, I've prescribed a lot of it through the years and only one person um, felt terrible on it. And I've had a couple people they didn't like the dream, so they took it during the day instead of at night. You know, it worked just fine. Um, but I'd say indefinitely. Mm. And, and, you know, there's no guarantee that it'll work. But there's there's a pretty, there's about a 50-50 chance that it will help you. Uh, but look at the other things. It's interesting. You, you had Lyme disease, which was appropriately treated. I'm glad you got on Doxy. Speaking of doxycycline, um, I did have a patient today who, as a matter of fact, is 
really, really improved with LDN for Sjogren's and rheumatoid arthritis, um, able to get off the heavy hitter medications for it. And um, she told me an interesting story about take, how doxycycline really calmed down her uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And so sometimes I'll do that empirically um, for rheumatoid arthritis. I'll put somebody on doxycycline for a month and the rheumatoid arthritis gets better, hmm. um, making you believe that there's an infectious etiology to rheumatoid arthritis. There's been a lot of studies going on about that very thing. So those are two good medicines to, to try for some of these autoimmune arthritis type uh, rheumatologic conditions. But I would stay on LDN probably a year or mm. more. I would definitely see how many outbreaks you have. Um, and it's working technically know, if the number of outbreaks is going down? Um, hopefully that's what you hope. Um, I mean, some people even have to take a little suppressive dose of Valtrex or uh, Zovirex um, to keep it quelled down. Mm. We do that pretty often too. But um, interesting, if there's any trigger that, you know, there's always a trigger if you can figure out what the trigger is, whether it's stress, lack of sleep, you know, foods, um, that type of thing. But great, I hope, but long-term for right now. And, and this is, a, a, you know, from the, from the same email here, uh, can ivermectin help suppress shingles or after effects if there are any uh, from the tick bite? Um, one early test positive for Lyme and uh, later one negative. So it seems they have tested positive for Lyme before. I guess they were treated for Lyme with doxycycline is what I'm taking from that question. But, um, you know, I really don't have a lot of experience to tell you if ivermectin helps shingles or not. Um, you know, our Lyme disease, some, some people will use ivermectin for Lyme disease. I've seen that seeing people do it. I'm not sure that it helps a whole lot, but, um, you know, ivermectin is a very safe drug. Unless you have some GI upset with it, it's, it's very safe. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I'm hesitant to tell you to try it for shingles. I think I'd go more the LDN. Mm. So Virex route, um, and I always search for, you know, possible triggers. Um, any other, any other advice uh, for those, uh, you know, who have dealt with shingles in the past? And I, I know you see it every once in a while. Um, they're saying any other advice for shingles? Um, anything? Yes, you think as of? soon as you break out with shingles, you need to take an antiviral like Valtrex or Zovirex. Okay. Um, or Famvir. Those are the three we use on it. Um, they're pretty similar in efficacy. Um, and I always, you know... Um, would put somebody on a really short course of prednisone when they first break out with shingles. Um, and because you don't want to get into that post-herpetic neuralgia where you have chronic nerve irritation way after the rash goes away. Mm. And shingles sometimes recurs in the same area. Mm. It just, it'll pop out on somebody's, you know, side at the same place or, you know, their buttocks or somewhere, it'll, it'll just pop out every once in a while mm. for no reason. 
shingles, you know, and it hides in those, it's a chicken pox virus. And then it, it never really goes out of your body. It kind of hides in a nerve root and can come out later uh, in the form of a shingles rash. It's painful. It can cause scarring. It can cause neuropathy or chronic pain. You know, I've seen some awful cases of shingles. Yeah. Especially if it gets on your face, on the tip of your nose, into your eye. It's really serious. Mm. I've had quite a few discussions with ophthalmologists about how to treat it in your eye. As a matter of fact, I've treated two cases in the eye this year. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, or because of, you know, the, the virus that's been going around for the last three years, I think we're gonna, we're seeing a lot of, a lot more shingles. Mm. Um, well, I, I hope that helps, uh, you know, with, for anyone who is, who's, who's dealing with, or who has dealt with, with shingles, hope that uh, answer helps you. We're going to move on here. Um, this is a, a, an interstitial lung disease question. Uh, question is, any tips for dealing with interstitial lung disease? Any helpful supplements or diets that you can think of? Um, what's your thoughts on this? Interstitial lung disease is kind of an odd bird, really. Um, unlike asthma or COPD, emphysema, that type of thing, it's it's really an inflammatory condition of the interstitium. What, what I mean by that is interstitium is really like connective tissue. In the case of lung, it's a connective tissue between the, the, the blood cells and the uh, air sacs, the alveoli. And so you, you have connective tissue. And with interstitial lung disease, that tissue gets inflamed and it scars your lungs up. You know, when you think of that term, you know, what I think about is um, asbestosis is an interstitial lung disease. And then there's idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is the, the worst one. And, you know, it can be a fatal disease um, if it's that. Um, I think the diagnosis is usually made by CAT scan. And of course you're going to be seeing a pulmonologist. Um, but they treat it with a lot of different things. Um, the pulmonologists do, they, they usually treat with, um, immunosuppressive drugs. Um, trying to recall some of them that I've had patients treated with, uh, Cellcept, Cytoxin, Imuran, uh, those type of uh, immunosuppressants. Those are heavy hitters. They can, they just suppress your immune system so that, you know, it's almost like an overreaction of your immune system. Um, and it's causes scarring. And, you know, I suspect that we're going to see a lot of that from, from COVID lung. Mm. You know, I'm betting that we're going to see a lot of that um, that's precipitated by COVID, the COVID virus. It's a, it's a real, it's a bad deal. Um, you know, so usually there's, it can get real progressive quickly now, or it can have relapses too. You, you, sometimes you see patients that kind of do well for a year or two, then relapse. And if it gets really progressive and nothing works for it, you know, it can be a fatal disease within three years. Mm. Um, but uh, there's a lot of controversy on how to treat it. Of course, Prednisone, you know, is one of the mainstays of treatment. 
uh, for most lung diseases, uh, that one included. You know, what I would do is, and I have used it once or twice, I, I like LDN for that. It's certainly worth a try. Um, it's not going to hurt. Um, so, you know, if you're not having luck with the other medicines, especially prednisone or, or the heavy hitters, then uh, you might try LDN. And I always put people like that on more of an autoimmune diet. Look at their gut, talk about their gut, um, make sure they stay away from um, inflammatory foods because it's inflammation. Um, uh, kind of like it, interstitial cystitis, which is another bladder, painful, long-standing, recurrent bladder condition uh, seen mostly in females, but um, an autoimmune diet. So that and make make sure the gut's balanced and you stay away from uh, sugars and dairy and um, glutens and nightshades and corn, uh, that type of thing. So um, if you're not getting anywhere with that, you might look into some of the alternative treatments, especially uh, LDN. Mm. Uh, that's a great question. Great answer there. Thank you, Doc. And thank you for uh, seeing that question in through email. Uh, Carter, I see you. It was so good seeing you last week in, in the Johnson City office. So good uh, see you here every week. It was so good to see you in person uh, last week. Let's see. I see Lisa shared. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome in, Roel. Um, man, uh, we got a great crowd here tonight, Doc. We got a great, great crowd. Great, I love these guys that come on here. They're all They're all smarter than me, so... You know, we, uh, you know, know why they tune into me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a blast. I, I see Jack's in here. Jack, thank you for hanging out. Uh, yeah, like we say every week, we learn as much uh, from these comments. I, I see Marcus is talking with Roel on YouTube uh, as you guys learn from from the answers here. So thank you guys so much for uh, for interacting. And so, and, and if you're with us live, uh, look at the comments, uh, follow, follow the comments there because a lot of, a lot of great insight from, uh, uh, from the community here. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Katie, I, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, you guys, I, I love you both. <laughs> Why don't you ask if you like Carter or my favorite, my favorite twin, uh, you know, and twins, it's hard. It's hard to know. I, I, I love you both. I, I love you both. I'm so glad you guys are, are in here uh, tonight and you're in here every single week. It makes, it makes this so much fun. So, uh, so thank you. Everybody Remember, from it's, not a it's not a competition. It's not a competition. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, this is a question about all <laughs> therapy. How much is all therapy safe for the full face? And uh, Katie, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, uh, I shot a text to, to Kelly, our esthetician uh, in the Johnson City office, and I uh, believe it is 2,500. And Katie, I can, or Katie or Carter can tell me if I'm wrong there. Um, Doc, why don't you why don't you tell everybody what all therapy is? Um, uh, I kind of think it think of it as an alternative for a facelift. Uh, I hope you don't. I hope you don't flash my before and after when I got it a couple of years ago. Man, we should have that. Man, I do show a lot of people that picture, but that is I'm too crazy. To do that. I but wish I, I did had have that. it when when we first bought that machine. Uh, very expensive machine. Um, two years ago, it's to me in my mind, it's it's the best one we have as far as you know making your face look better for 
you know, tightening everything up. It's, it's pretty amazing what it does. And it's usually one session. It, it gets hot, but it's tolerable for sure. I just took a Motrin, but yeah, it, it kind of, it works through, um, really deep ultrasound. That's why they call it all therapy, but most of your Hollywood stars that look good use this thing. And, uh, they probably even buy their own machines <laughs> because they're expensive, but, um, it's just a great way to kind of rejuvenate a, a face that's kind of aging like mine. Um, but if you ever want to see the before and after on me after one treatment, it's pretty good. Um, I just, that's been, that's been at least two and a half years. Um, it takes about an hour and a half. I'm not even sure Kelly did the full. So face this is, me, this is but, courtesy of Katie. Oh, uh, this oh, is, gosh, this was a quick please. text. Uh, and we'll probably get it up here on the big screen. Um, can you guys see that? So uh, obviously if you're looking at this, I guess that's your right. Um, that's the after. And then the before is the left. Um, we'll get that it up. Just here. Tightens, it just tightens everything up. Um, and that's, it looks like it's post eight weeks. Is, is that right? That's probably about right. That was two years ago. So I probably need another one, but that's wild. Least, uh, thank you for that. At Katie. least two years. Um, well, yeah, thank you, Katie, for embarrassing me like that. <laughs> that's what all therapy is. I think Christy Brinkley and, Jayla, they all use that. People yeah. that look great for <laughs> their age, I guess. But um, all right, let's let's go to a, let's see. Let's get to a um, is a saffron question. My saffron just arrived. Can I take it uh, at lunch with my other nine supplements? It seems that they are taking uh, all their supplements at lunch. Um, everything except magnesium. Magnesium at night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to interfere with anything. Certainly you can. Okay. Um, uh, Saffron's one of my favorite supplements. I, I bet I put five people on it today. I use it for weight loss. I use it for anxiety. I use it for depression. Um, it's just, it, it helps prevent cravings. It, um, it's just a great supplement. It's really a spice. But um, I do like saffron a lot. Um um, you know what, this question kind of, uh, goes with that last, uh, saffron question. Um, and I love it because I know, um, you know, we talk a lot about supplements on this show. Uh, we got a lot of vitamin takers, uh, in here and, uh, and this, this is a, a question around like how to take a lot of them. So the question is, is there someone at one of your offices that could work with my husband and myself with all the supplements slash, uh, vitamins we currently take? I know some of the Dr. Roger supplements help to combine things, but at present we are taking maybe 40 plus capsules daily. Um, the question is, you know, I want, I want us to take everything that would be beneficial, but we'd love to cut out some or combine some if it would provide the same, uh, the same strength and quality. And, uh, I think this question is one that a lot of people are thinking, you know, like, yeah, I mean, that's what I did. That's yeah. certainly what I did. That's why I got my own vitamins because, I was taking too many. I was taking up around what you're taking. And I wanted to just kind of, in one way I liked it because it made me drink more water, but then it got cumbersome because I'm taking, you know, I split mine up at two or three different times during the day. And of course I take magnesium at night. Um, but, and I take my aspirin at night as well. I think that's the best time to take your 
81 milligram aspirin if you take that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you should come by and look at, and show us what you're taking. Any any one of us will help you. Just bring them in and we'll show you what's on the, um, really, you ought to just kind of, um, or send them a link to what's in the the, uh, the Dr. Rogers Super Vitamin because it's got a lot of stuff in it that really prevented me from having to take, you know, what did my you fishing get? tackle? I'll put up. Full. I'll put up the energy complex uh, here. Let's see if it. So okay, so this is your CoQ10 and your PQQ. So that's yeah, that's just energy. But my multivitamin has a ton of stuff in it, and that's my my. Um, the other one I have is the immune formula, and then I have the super vitamin, which is the one that we have a hard time keeping in. But I mean, it's got that's fine print, but you know, five thousand D with K, enough C. It's got the gamma E in it. Um, it's got the methylated B complex. It's got the boron, the manganese. It even has lycopene in it. Um, it you, know, you can read in here. It has fifty milligram or thirty milligram of zinc. Um, so the basic is that, that super vitamin formula is probably will take a lot out of it. And again, the energy formula I separated because I wanted PQQ in with my CoQ10 and I was able to order enough so that that formula is actually cheaper than taking CoQ10 alone. And really you need PQQ in with CoQ10. CoQ10 makes your mitochondria release more ATP, but PQQ creates more mitochondria and it's all about the mitochondria really you know that new book that mm -hmm. i'm reading about uh the brain the brain energy that you got me is fantastic it, it boils down to your metabolism via your mitochondria in every cell but um yeah come in and you know we we tried it. that's exactly why i formulated those vitamins i finally found a, a pharmacy out in portland oregon that would make them for me and they did say that was the most packed multi they'd ever made um so i like it so come check it out and it's it's really it's really useful <laughs> i just i i had to let her sit there just a little bit just to you know just to just to i wanted her to to see what she, she just shocked did that she was in there yeah she's trying to follow the podcast but she got in on it somehow uh, no, I had to, I had to, um, I, I saw what was happening. I was like, oh, oh, she's coming in here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hello, mom. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's such a great question and I'm, I'm glad that that came in. Um, and, and, and they did mention in the email, you know, our nu nutrition coach, Lucas Schmidt does a lot of this as well. Uh, his focus is on, you know, diets, but supplements are a part of that. And, you know, I, I know he does some counseling around. You know, Lucas knows supplements as well as anybody I've been around. And all is, is and Carter is 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 Lucas doing any uh, vitamin counseling as well, or just mainly kind of nutrition? Um, I know he also builds in, you know, some of the training stuff. Um, uh, I think we might have like a Lucas menu in here somewhere. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We're, we're going to move on and I'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Cause I, I know it's, uh, a lot of people are thinking the same thing. How can we, how can we kind of cut that down a little bit? Um, I know there's a kind of a base that you need to stay on. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. That's what mom was doing. Zoom in on that. All Take right. That down. All it's right. Embarrassing. 
Definitely. There's a little saggy skin. There's a little old therapy. Uh, what do they call take, that? Take it off, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? What do you mean? Uh, that pose. Is it like a where 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 you're to the side? Um, portrait. Is that a portrait? Portrait. I don't know. It's just a side view. I don't know. A side view. Well. Uh, yeah. You look great. You look great. Like like we said last week, you 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 recently turned uh, turned sixty eight, and you make that you make that look like you're darn thirty five, man. That so. First picture looked pretty old. Uh, <laughs> Saggy skin. Um, all right, yeah, that old therapy is great. It, it's it's the best machine we have, I think, by far. We've got all these ton of lasers. You know, people that want to age good. You know, my job's to metabolically hormonally help them supplements nutritional but kelly can kelly has some things that can really yeah take years off your face because everybody looks at your face you know that's what people look at and mm -hmm. that's so there's nothing bad about getting a, a small little hour-long procedure that really can help you for a long time and I, I want to give a I want to give a shout out to my sister Kelly, who's our esthetician in Johnson City. Uh, they are doing this next week, a little hip lips, hips, and sips. Uh, I don't think there's uh, an old therapy special, but there's a lot of other things. So uh, if this is something that's interesting to you guys, give a give Kelly a shout. Uh, shout out to Kelly Rogers, uh, who's going to be heading this up along with, we got Emily Curitan and Kingsport. We've got Jasmine Allman in Fountain City. Shout out to all the estheticians at Performance Medicine. Um, all right, let's get back to it here. How am I going to get back to the question I was on? Um, let's do this. What's the best vitamins to take to improve memory? Um, the one I take is Cognitex. Um, it's made by Life Extension. It has phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylserine, um, what's another magic ingredient in that? Um, I forget, but I, I like that. I like, there's another one that I like called Protandum. And that has, the thing in there that I like about that one is it has Bacopa in there. That's all, always on everybody's hit list for memory. Um, when these things work, I think better than the ones you see on TV, like mm. Prevnar and some of those. Um, Ginkgo is probably pretty good for it, but I really like those two, the Cognitex and the Protandum. And remember, look at your hormones, you know, testosterone, especially it's a memory hormone um, and do all the other stuff that you need to be doing. Uh, make sure, you know, remember, take your fat soluble vitamins, um, your omegas, your brain's mostly made of water and fat so that your brain needs good fat. So don't get your cholesterol too low. If you don't need a statin, please don't take one because there's been a lot of links to dementia with that because your brain, your cells are made of cholesterol. You don't want to get your cholesterol too low. The fat that you need won't be there and your cells, especially your brain cells, will degenerate quicker. So do not try to rock bottom your cholesterol. I mean, I see people sometimes with a natural cholesterol, I saw one last week, their cholesterol was 92. Their total cholesterol was 92. Not on any medicines that they going, this is great, wow. I, I don't think it's so good, really. Mm. You need some cholesterol. I don't like to see it below 140. 
Interesting. I didn't know that. <clears throat> I'm certainly, I don't put a lot of people in statins. Few, but not, not a lot. <clears throat> Super interesting. Um, this is a question we get often. Uh, hormonal acne solutions. I'm assuming this is um, from a patient who is on some sort of hormone therapy. Um, what's your thoughts on this? I don't know if you take that as somebody who's on hormonal therapy or if hormones can be a cure for acne, which both, I mean, both are true. Of course, if you're a teenager, a lot of times a teenage girl, they'll put you on birth control pills and some of them do calm it down a little bit. Uh, and that, those are synthetic hormones, but um, as you know, I prefer bioidentical. So sometimes I'll use, I'll, I'll cycle progesterone in there a little bit in the last half of the cycle seems to help a little bit. Um, you always look at diet too. I mean, acne a lot of times um, is dietary related. You can yeah. really clear it up by a really clean diet um, and balancing your gut microbiome. Um, but if you're talking about, if you are having acne because you're taking hormones like testosterone or DHEA, those are the two that could cause it. Um, then certainly uh, you can block down the DHT. You know, testosterone either converts to dihydrotestosterone or estradiol. So if it's converting too much to DHT, you can certainly get a little acne with it and we'll block it down a little bit with um, spironolactone, which is a diuretic. Um, sometimes we use herbs like saw palmetto, pumpkin seed, stinging nettle, uh, things like that. Um, but I'm trying to think of, and DHEA, sometimes we'll just cut it out and not use it. And that can cause hair loss in some women also. So you got, got to look at that a little bit uh, closer. So yeah, get your hormones checked. And there's certainly some ways we can deal with that. Um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And I know a lot of people are, are, are thinking or dealing with the same thing. So, so thank you for, uh, for PC, putting that on, on there. PCOS, you know, is a polycystic ovarian disease or syndrome. And that's a hormonal thing where you get hair growth and acne. A lot of times we'll block it down with metformin or mm, yeah. berberine or spironolactone. Yep. Uh, low carb diet, cut out sugar. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for the questions that came in throughout the week. Thank you uh, to all those who sent in a question via email or via Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I'm seeing, uh, Pop, it's profile. That was a profile pick or a mugshot. Like a mugshot. Mug <laughs> Let's call it a mugshot. Or a cameo. I'm seeing cameo as well. Um, okay, guys, we've got some great questions here. Go ahead and put your question in for Doc. Um, we're going to keep it moving here. Are uh, you ready to go for the live questions? Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm just going to put that, put this up for Mark. Uh, everybody should watch that podcast. Uh, totally agree on fembendazole. Uh, artemisinin, uh, was, was talked quite extensively about. Uh, so thank you, Mark, for putting that in there. Uh, Thanks, Mark. Well, I hope you're doing well. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing podcast. Uh, with Dr. Dan Bolton on there. I really enjoyed talking to him and, and being a good friend and 
Uh, he's just, he's just a super smart guy. And, you know, if you're dealing with cancer or, you know, somebody it is, please tune into that podcast today. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of choices that you need to make if you're faced with that. Yep. And I'm of the uh, attitude that you need to uh, do the traditional things. Uh, for example, if you have a solid tumor, you got to cut it out. Um, and, and chemo sometimes may be needed. Um, but there's also some alternative treatments you can add on to that, um, especially if you, you know, you can't tolerate certain chemo or radiation type deals. But so, and there's a lot of times there's choices, you know, but certainly some of these add-ons we talked about, like fenbendazole, seem to be pretty effective and very safe and they're dirt cheap. Um, and, and, in, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, to, uh, but go go to see Dan's podcast. You did one with him a couple of years ago. This is kind of a follow up, but um, yeah, just a super interesting podcast with Dan. Uh, you know, he's really given some good advice to patients through the years that he dealt with this, and uh, have has seen some just amazing uh, recoveries from from cancer. Let's start here with Edna's question on YouTube. Um, I had three rooster comb shots in my knee. With each shot, my pain increased. Ortho doctor said, give, uh, give it time. Been two weeks since I had the third shot. The pain in my knee and down my leg is unbearable. Uh, and I don't know. Am I missing the question there, uh, Edna? It seems that we're just looking for uh, thoughts on this. Anything? What that- to do. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times the Cinevisc or Rooster Comb, there's some different brands out now, help, you know, kind of generate a little bit of cushion in there uh, in your knee. If it's bone on bone, it's not going to work too good, in my opinion. So a lot of it depends on how bad the, that your situation on the knee is. Certainly, um, I, I prefer PRP. Mm. I think it works as good or probably better uh than the rooster comb a lot of ortho guys are realizing that now too um the rooster comb will probably probably be covered by your insurance the prp platelet-rich plasma won't be it's five i think it's about five hundred dollars for a shot but um i know i had both my knees injected with a prp and it it, uh was just amazing what it did for my knees um i've talked about it before i've even showed you i think you you put something up on a post or something about how I can yeah. sit back on my heels and lean all the way back. I couldn't even come close to doing that before PRP. Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't hurt, you know, um, some people say you get pretty sore right after PRP, but I certainly didn't. A lot of times I think it's the, the, uh, the spinner, the centrifuge that you use, you know, whether they take the white blood cells out of it or not, but, and now that's not, too typical so the, the question know, is is it normal or a bad reaction it sounds like it's not normal to me i mean you shouldn't be having that much pain okay um you know it, it's, it'd be interesting so after the first two it didn't bother you that much this one it did um i don't know maybe they hit a nerve or you know anytime you stick a needle anywhere you could potentially hit a nerve or a vessel and cause some bleeding or irritation around the nerve but Certainly it'll, I think it'll get better. Um, but, and it does take a while to really 
start regenerating cartilage and providing cushion, but I would definitely be taking some anti-inflammatories and icing it down if it was me. Mm. Uh, if, if it's that bad, um, don't worry about getting the good inflammatory effects from it. If you're having that much pain, something's kind of off kilter a little bit. Mm. So make sure you followed up with the doctor who injected and do those things in the meantime with uh, taking Motrin or Aleve and, and using ice. You may even try rubbing some CBD mm. uh, on it, which I think will help, or even taking it orally as well. Uh, thank you for putting that in there, Ed. I hope that I hope that gets better. Keep us keep us posted here uh, on the show. Um, let's get to Lori's question here on Facebook. My dad is 86, keeps getting Udis. Uh, Udis? Um, am I wrong on UTIs, that? UTIs. UTIs. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, keeps getting UTIs, completes antibiotics, but the infection comes right back. I'm afraid uh, he's getting immune to the antibiotics. He just finished uh, Cefepim eight days ago, and infection is back. How do you feel about D Manos? He has AFib and takes Eloquist. Any recommendations? Uh, sorry if I mispronounced anything yeah. there. Yeah, um, I like D Manos. You know, it's kind of a natural sugar, but it seems to help infections. It stems off inflammation. Um, we do not like it in diabetics, but, um, you know, he must have a reason. I don't know if he's had to have a catheter in the past or why he keeps getting those infections. I, I assume he's seen a urologist and maybe it took a peek in his bladder to see, you know, if he might not have, you know, a, a chronic interstitial cystitis pattern. But here's the thing I would definitely think about trying. Uh, if you want to try D-Mantos, fine. It's not going to hurt him, but I'd try some methylene blue. Mm. Um, you can get over the counter, food grade methylene blue. We have it in all our offices. I love it. Um, I treat a lot of long COVID. You, you mean pharmaceutical it. grade? Pharmaceutical? Uh, food yeah, grade? yeah, it's over the counter though. Okay. Yeah, pharmaceutical grade, food grade. Um, okay. But uh, but put eight drops in an eight ounce glass of water and drink it every day. It's got great preventive effects for UTIs. And make sure he's drinking not a, wa a lot of water and he's not um, uh, you know drinking a lot of sugary drinks or anything like that. Uh, hopefully he's not on any medicines that could cause some of that irritation. Like some of the diabetic medications can do that. So it could be something that's predisposing, but I agree, you know, you need to do a culture of the urine and see what, if it is a true infection and what the sensitivities are to the various antibiotics that he's been treated with. Um, they may have an unusual bug in there that needs to be looked at. So make sure you get a culture and cranberry peels. I like those. Jack, those, those are good. Um, may help a little bit, but try, get you some methylene blue. Do that tomorrow. All right. It also you. helps. It helps dementia as well. All right. Thank you for, uh, for that question, Lori. Um, we're going to get to Roel's question. Uh, Doc, I have a two-part question. Do you recommend any supplement for gallbladder? On your latest podcast, mm -hmm. you mentioned that we don't want to mess up our immune system. How does someone mess it up? So let's start with the gallbladder, gallbladder question um, and then go into uh, the immune system question. 
I always like milk thistle for liver, gallbladder, and I like digestive enzymes like you find in Digest Shield, our favorite gut product of all time. But um, so I like digestive enzymes. Um, you know, if your gallbladder is malfunctioning, there's some there's some things you can do for it. I'm blanking out on the on the one that is supposed to dissolve deoxycholic acid. I believe that may may dissolve stones um you know it doesn't work all the time um but uh definitely milk thistle and digestive enzymes are my two and, and avoiding foods that irritate your gallbladder you know i have a lot I had a patient today that had her gall their gallbladder out years ago and it kind of precipitated a lot of gut problems a lot of ibsd on them I put them on digest shield. I know they'll get better with that. Um, and certain foods may need to be, avo need to be avoided also. Mm. Like, uh, certain fatty, greasy meals. Um, certainly look at that. Um, but I mentioned you don't want to mess up. I forgot. Immune system. If I was talking, was that the podcast on cancer? Yeah. You just talked about the importance of keeping your immune system strong. Um, you know, yeah. just protecting that immune system. Uh -huh. Yeah. The main thing I think about is gut when I, yeah. when I think about that is protecting your gut. Because um, if your immune system's 80% of it's in your gut. And if you get, if you have, if you eat inflammatory foods or one that ones that you're sensitive to and you develop those gaps in the tight junctions of your gut lining, you get leaky gut and you get things that come in your bloodstream that shouldn't be in your bloodstream. They should be eliminated through your GI system. And then it sparks off these inflammatory reactions and therefore autoimmune diseases. Um, so, but there's other ways to mess up your immune system. Um, and, um, you know, through certain medications can do it. Um, overuse of antibiotics, um, Lack of sleep, chronic stress, you know, uh, you got to look at that cortisol, insulin, thyroid axis to, to have that balanced out. So all those things contribute to your immune system. I mean, God gave us a great immune system. We should be able to fight these types of infections off with our help, helper T cells and all this stuff. And uh natural killer cells and things i mean we're equipped to our immune system to fight off almost anything uh, but if you if you get obese if you eat junk food all day if you're not sleeping if you're stressed out you're not going to have a good immune system and those people that died of covid usually had compromised immune systems a lot of obesity a lot of low vitamin d's another good way to take care of your immune systems take vitamin d you know, and uh, probably some other things too, like NAC and quercetin, zinc. Um, but great question. You can certainly mess it up in a lot of ways, but think gut. Uh, thank you for that, Roel. Uh, let's get to Bianca here on Facebook. Uh, thoughts on methylprednisone pack for arthritis in a shoulder? Yeah, I mean, you know, we use steroid dose packs for a lot of conditions, including you know, acute inflammatory uh, situations like 
Um, like if it's bursitis in the shoulder, I don't think I would do it for chronic arthritis. Definitely, I would not use that for any chronic uh, arthritis. But it's, if it's an acute bursitis or you just need to calm it down from an injury, it's a thought. Um, of course, we use steroid dose packs for other things too, like um, sunburn, severe sunburn, poison ivy, poison oak, allergic reactions. Uh, you know, but, you know, the dose packs, even a, a low dose dose pack can have its drawbacks. I really think that when I had my, I went through my gut problems, it, I think it was really because of a combination of being on a dose pack uh, and an antibiotic and having COVID. Mm -hmm. um, it really is like a perfect storm for me. It, it messed my gut up for four months, as you know. Yeah. Um, so be careful with it. So if it's, you know, obviously it works. You know, prednisone is a miracle drug, and then it can be the devil as well because it, for acute situations, it's perfect. Flare-up of asthma, something like that. It's great, but if you don't have a pretty good reason for use it, using it, I wouldn't because um, it's going to raise your blood sugars. It's going to cause salt retention and weight gain. It's, you're not going to sleep well while you're on it. Um, you know, it just has some drawbacks. For acute uses, it works fine, and I've certainly taken in the past too. Matter of fact, I think most travel kits ought to include a, a dose pack, you know, for situations where you can't get to a doctor. You may need it. Um, it certainly works, but be careful. It's kind of like, taking a quinlone for an antibiotic that, that, you know, kills most of the, the bugs, the bacteria, but um, don't use it unless you have to, because it can cause some pretty severe tendonitis and, you know, it can kick off some things that, you know, we call it being floxed. It can kick off some things that down the road that's not good. Mm. Um, so be careful with them. Don't take them. This is a pretty darn good reason. It's going to help. But, you know, if it's a chronic situation, don't do it. I'd much rather, if you have arthritis in the shoulder or bursitis, I'd much rather just pop a shot of um, celestone in there or decadron, you know, right into the joint itself rather than take it orally where it could mess your gut up. And, you know, you don't need it for your whole system in that case. If it's just for one part, I much prefer the injections to that. That makes, great question. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Bianca, thank you so much for that. Um, I've never heard you talk about prednisone that way. That's a, I, I like that. Um, let's get to Steve here. Um, I have a friend who had a gout attack a few days ago. He has very bad pain in one of his feet. I read that the microbiome is responsible for removing upwards of a third of the uric acid in the blood. Would you recommend probiotic supplementation to help with that? What else do you recommend? Yeah, definitely would get on a probiotic. Um, but yeah, um, then gout's a toughie, you know, you need a baseline uric acid level to see. And then for people that are predisposed to that, they need to you know, be careful about what precipitates it, like maybe red meat or shellfish or alcohol. Those, uh, did I say red meat? Um, you know, or e either starvation or overeating can kick a gouty episode off for those people that are predisposed uh, to it. Um, but certainly, you, you're going to need to take a probiotic anyway. 
And if you got to take one, take Digest Shield, of course, because it has the prebiotics and digestive enzymes, other things you need to help, you know, kind of cleanse the gut. Um, because if you're having gas and bloating all the time, you're not helping your gut. So you got to hit it from a lot of different angles. And, you know, you certainly block down the, the dairy and the glutens in there that could tip it off as well. I haven't seen any studies as far as what your, you know, baseline uric acid is before and after. That'd be an interesting thing to look at. Hmm. Um, but those things, um, and that's that's another that's a place I would definitely use about three days of prednisone as a gout attack. Uh, do you, we like to use Indocin, which is a really potent anti-inflammatory. Um, but you gotta be careful with your gut because you're right, that can screw your gut up. Um, and then so can prednisone. So I would take some digestion with it. I wouldn't wait till after I would take it with it. Um, but gout gout can be tough. Sometimes we have to use colchicine, which is <coughs> pretty useful anti-inflammatory, um, with uses, a lot of different off-label uses for uh, COVID as well. Um, a lot of people use it for that. Uh, Steve, thank you for that question there. Let's keep going. Let's go to, to Barbara here on YouTube. What should I do for cholesterol? You've talked a little bit about cholesterol tonight. I'm assuming this means lowering it. Um, what's your thoughts? Well, again, don't freak out just because your cholesterol may be elevated. Um, Elevated cholesterol by itself does not cause heart disease. Um, and as I said before, you need cholesterol. Mm. You know, it's an essential type of fat that you need, especially for your brain and your cell, for every cell wall in your body. So um, it just depends on, and again, a total cholesterol doesn't mean anything. That's, that's a, almost a worthless test. It really is a worthless test unless you're checking for the other stuff and not just the HDL and LDL, good and bad. You need to look at the particle size. You need to look at the APOB, which represents all the small particles of your LDL, VLDL, chylomicrons, all that. Um, you, need, you need to look at your triglycerides. That's probably more important factor than your cholesterol. Uh, you need to look at your LP little a, you need to look at your, uh, how oxidized your LDL is. You need to look at your CRP and your myeloperoxidase. In short, come in and get a Cleveland panel and we'll look at it and see, you know, most of the time when I look at them, you don't need a statin for your cholesterol. Um, you know, but if you want to go natural and you need something, today I put somebody on uh, garlic pills for it. Put another person on Hawthorne. I like both those. Um, kind of like sometimes I'll use berberine instead of metformin for some people. Mm. Um, so look at the, you know, you got to get a more definitive answer on, on your cholesterol. This total cholesterol doesn't mean a lot. Um, you know, there's other options too. If it, you know, if it's really high and it needs to come down, you know, if your coronary calcium score is high and you have known plaque, heart disease, and you're a diabetic and you have all these risk factors, then sometimes I will use, case I even use a really low dose crystal, which is a statin to have it on board. Uh, but a lot of times I use cholesterol uh, for it. Now there's, there can be some 
you know, a lot of it depends on whether you're over, if your liver is cranking out too much cholesterol or you're just over absorbing it. Um, so there, there's different medications for both. Of course, the statin prevents the output from your liver of cholesterol. Um, so it's complex. I mean, so don't just think, hey, my doctor said my cholesterol is 230. I need a medicine for it. No, don't take that for an answer. Look into it further. Get a Cleveland heart panel and talk with somebody who knows how to interpret it. Mm. You know, it's funny. I, I've always told I love the story. I told it today. I did a Cleveland heart panel on one of my patients a couple of years ago. And it happened to be a patient who had heart disease. He had, he had a couple stents. So he's, after I went over it with him, I, I said, you still seeing your cardiologist once a year? And he goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, I see him next week. And I go, well, take this Cleveland heart panel in. And so he won't have to draw any blood. He can just use this. It's fresh. And, you know, it's got a lot of information on it. Just take that. And that way you don't have to do any more blood work. So I saw him back about a month later for something else. And I said, well, how'd your cardiology visit go? And he goes, I'm never going back to that guy again. And I go, what happened? And he goes, well, I took the Cleveland heart panel in there, which, by the way, comes from the foremost heart center in the world. See, I took that Cleveland panel, and he took one look at it and says, this is BS and throws it in the garbage can. <laughs> And it's funny because I'll laugh my head off. So that guy lost a good patient and he was an idiot because he, because he did that. I mean, you never do that to a patient. Plus I was talking with another cardiology buddy who's actually a big dog cardiologist in charge of thousands of cardiologists. And I told him that story and we both laughed. He laughed too. And we both, and I said, why do you think he did that? And uh, he says, because he didn't know how to interpret it. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, all right, Barbara, thank you so much for that question. We need to, we need to move on here because I want to get to as many as possible. Uh, great questions are coming in. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Um, this is from Chuck. Uh, is the Life Extension Extended Release Magnesium enough to cover all magnesium requirements? You know, several different ones. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. I'm pretty sure the one you're talking about is a 500 milligram magnesium that has succinate, uh, citrate, and oxide in it. It has three in it. That's a really good one. You know, I, I like the NeuroMag. It's the one I take myself. Maybe it's because I'm old and, and all, and I want that um, magnesium threonate in there. But... Um, there's just so many different, there's nine different forms of magnesium. You might want to even refer back to a podcast that I did on it, but it's probably enough to cover, you know, what you're looking at it for. Um, it's certainly a really good form of magnesium. Um, some people get specific, maybe unnecessarily so with the different forms like magnesium malate, if they tend to have a lot of joint pain and things and maybe cramping and there's there's all kinds of there's magnesium torate that some people uh like for that same reason there's magnesium glycinate uh, which is more for brain function 
But so, but that is a good one. I like it. You know, certainly almost every adult should take magnesium. Uh, it should help you sleep. It prevents cardiac arrhythmias, helps your bowel movements. There's a three, three main reasons that you'd use it. But I like it too for brain. I like it for cramping. I think it's just a wonderful um, supplement to take. I don't know if any supplement has all nine in it, but and I, and uh, certainly if you if you get too much magnesium, you're going to have diarrhea. Mm. So if, if you're taking too much, you get diarrhea back down a little bit. And I'll add, Chuck, I, you might have already seen um, uh, the episode with Robin uh, on magnesium, but we didn't explain this episode um, where she goes over all the different types of magnesium and you know what you would take that type of magnesium for. Um, you might have already seen it, but if you haven't, then definitely check that out. Um, okay, real quick, um, Barbara's asking, will saffron cause heart palpitations? Um, have you seen that? I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm trying to remember. I, I maybe had one people, one person that could not, did not like taking saffron. Mm. It shouldn't. If it does, they're going to be benign, but if it bothers you, stop it. You know, remember, never start two supplements at the same time within a yep. few days and see, you know, if, obviously, if you start taking it, you get a lot of PVCs or heart palpitations, you stop it, it goes away, probably caused it, but I don't know why it would. All right. Um, we got Barbara Floyd here on uh, Facebook saying, what's PQQ? This is in uh, reference to um, one of the supplements you talk a lot about with yeah. energy. Um, how would you describe uh, PQQ, and we're going to go as quick Pure as possible. I, can't, I don't even think I can pronounce it. It's a big, long chemical name, but um, it is a natural supplement that uh, kind of promotes your cells to produce more mitochondria. Mm. So it works kind of in conjunction with CoQ10, which makes your mitochondria pump out more ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is a source of all energy. So if you take both of them, which is in my energy formula, you should feel better, especially if you're tired. Um, All right. Thank you for that, Barbara. Let's get to Tori here on Facebook. Uh, once, you're feel, once you feel a cold coming on, what's the best thing to take in defense? I know you have kind of a go-to. What's your go-to when you're starting to feel a cold coming on? Hey, Tori. Um, yeah, uh, of course, I love zinc. You know, you can even chew on some zinc lozenges, mm -hmm. especially if you have a sore throat. Um, so I love zinc and, and I really like vitamin D and vitamin C, you know, immediately if you find, if you get a sore throat or you're something, you're getting a cold or you're getting sick, I'd immediately pop 50,000 of D3 uh, a day for five days. And you could even pop a vitamin C, a thousand milligrams, one gram every hour until you felt better. Mm. Um, I'll at least go 4,000 a day on the vitamin C. And 50 of zinc. Those are, those are my top ones. Um, and then also, I like that Cofix spray that we have in our offices. It's kind of like a, an iodine type thing. You spray up your nose and in your throat. When it first comes on, when I do that, boom, it's gone. Some people use silver nitrate uh, or, co excuse me, coilodal silver, not silver nitrate, uh, for the same purpose. Um, but uh, those are the things I do. So have it on hand in case you start to come down with something. All right. Uh, Don and Steve is asking, what is the best supplement to lower my cholesterol? Mine is 242. 
and I and also do y'all eat sushi? Um, I know you eat sushi. Um, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I like sushi. I don't eat it a lot, but if I go to a really good place like Nama's and in, in uh, Knoxville, I love that place. Um, you know, as long as it's legitimate, certainly raw fish, uh, you gotta be careful where you get it. But um, I've, I've not had any problem with it. Um, so, you know, and I really, so I prefer the, the shrimp tempura. I really like the stuff that's cooked a little bit better anyway. Um, but the best supplement to lower your cholesterol, there's a couple I like, and I mentioned them earlier, I, I really like garlic tablets and um i like hawthorn mm. a lot um those are two of my my favorites all right thank you don and steve lisa's asking what milligram of berberine should females take with pcos take man i'd have to look up on my bottle um and katie if you have pcos might. katie might have it on the life extension bottle but I know it says once a day, but for PCOS, you can certainly pop it up to twice a day. Um, I've found that if you take a ton of berberine, it, it may give you a little stomach upset, kind of like metformin does. Yeah. Uh, if it does, you know you're taking too much of it. But very similar actions to it. But I'll have to get Katie to flip. Uh, okay, 510. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you for, for that, Katie. 510 milligrams of berberine. Uh for Lisa there. Thank you, Lisa, for that question. Uh, sorry, guys, if I'm moving fast. I just don't want to leave anybody hanging. Um, hello, Ace Performance Picks. What's going on, man? Uh, do you have... Hey, man, I got to tell you what. <laughs> I let one of my buddies borrow that big, thick pick you made. Yeah. Me. I mean, this thing's unbelievable. I've showed it to you, Ben. Yeah, unbelievable. And he loved it. Yeah. I mean, he, he picked on my... my 63 Gibson that I just picked up a few weeks ago, 1963 Gibson J50, which is an incredibly good, nice vintage guitar with great sound. But he loved it, um, by the way. But, but, but some of those picks are just amazing that you make. And, you know, I've gone to a pick that um, I like the ones that don't you – know, they're triangular. So each triangle is exact same. So if I get it – messed around on my finger i don't have to look and get it exactly right it just slides right over and i'm kind of going with more of the heavier picks than i used to since you kind of turned me on to you know that your teflon stuff but uh just if you have any guitar players out here listening to me go go to his site it's just amazing uh, makes them all right here in east tennessee so so cool incredible that is so cool. Thank you, Ace, for uh, I know Ace, Ace Performance Picks. Thank you for being here. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on on the question here? Do you have any experience with home hematocrit testers? Um, no, I don't. You know, I really don't. I don't know how accurate they are. It'd be a nice thing to have. Um, certainly. Um, we know we have a hemoglobin A1C machine in our office where we can check an A1C in about 10 minutes. But I don't know. You know, I don't know how much they cost or, or anything. I'm going to look into that. I really am because, really, I could use one. I know the blood banks can pick your finger right there and tell you. I just don't know how accurate they are and if they reflect state of hydration and that type of thing. 
but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that I'm gonna do some research. If Katie's listening, put that on my list, Katie, for, for me to look up and nice and see because that'd be a nice thing to have. Hey, I just didn't here's there you go. Nice see, I love it. It's all equal. It's nice. There's an ace performance pick. I love it. And here is my. <laughs> look at that. That thing's in good shape. It's 1963. Um, see, see. <laughs> Doesn't that sound good? Let's just strum. I'm not going to play, Ben. Let's just strum one, one chord. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds so good. Great guitar. Great pick. Um, Ace performance picks. I love it. I love it. I can't um, drop this thing. This thing is expensive. I cannot drop it. All right. We're going to get to just a few more questions here, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, who am I missing? If I missed you, I promise you uh, we will comment back uh, and answer. Uh, let's see here. Um, and we'll go ahead and get uh, Ike's on his way down. I, I, I've seen. Um, let's see. Where am I at? Let's get one more question. I know there's another one I'm missing. Um, uh, Cody's asking, uh, how are these tests taken? These are mostly blood draws, and I think you're talking about the Cleveland Heart. Uh, the Cleveland Heart panel is a, a blood draw. Um, uh, Doc, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It just kind of depends on the test. Yeah, I assume you're talking about the Cleveland. It's a blood draw. Quest Labs does them. They file your insurance, and they send it up to Cleveland Clinic. Um I guess that's yeah. what you're talking about. Um, um, Motaz is asking, uh, if I'm not near any of uh, our offices, can I get a, still get a Cleveland panel through you guys? Yeah, you can. Okay. Just contact the office and I will mail you or fax or whatever you do these days um, an order sheet for it. And you can go to any Quest lab and they'll send me the results and then we can go over it by phone. All right, thank you for that. Uh, Motaz, uh, let's get to Deb real quick. Uh, melatonin and magnesium okay for daytime use. Nightmares when take at bedtime with 81 milligram aspirin. Yes, yes, you certainly can. You can use either of those at nighttime. Again, unless there's a dark room, even with high doses of melatonin, it's not going to put you asleep. You know, I have, I have people that take incredible amounts of melatonin during the day for other reasons than sleep. Mm. Um, melatonin's, you know, has a lot of different positive things that it does, but um, one guy takes 150 milligrams of it every day. I mean, that's a high, that's dose. A high dose. Read Dr. Schallenberger's stuff on it. He's a, he's a well-known guy that is a huge believer in higher doses of melatonin, but it doesn't make you sleepy unless it's a, there's a dark room. And certainly I have people that take magnesium at different times of the day, and it, they seem to do fine with it. Um, Jordan's asking, uh, Jordan just lost 45 pounds uh, on Congratulations. They are asking, what's the average weight loss? Um, which is a great question, and congrats, Man. Jordan. Um, like I said earlier, a, that's amazing. That is way above average. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, it just depends on the dose. I think your average, if you read the literature and then they don't push it much, but it's probably between 12 and 16 pounds. Uh, but you know, that's awesome. Um, I had a guy today that, um, I had seen from out of town. He's down 80 pounds off all his medications, 
also putting on some testosterone. Feels like a feels and looks like a different person. I'm very happy. Uh, thank you for that, Jordan. Congratulations on the weight loss. That's amazing. Uh, Margaret's asking, Dr. R, are there certain days that you're in the JC office? Katie and Carter probably know this better than you do, but... Um, yeah, occasionally I'm there uh, on a Thursday or a Friday. If you, if you can't, you know, get in to see me, um, sometimes I'll do that. So um, contact Katie about that schedule. Um, Oh, same thing in Knoxville. Same thing with the Knoxville offices. I think, man, I think, I think we, uh, oh, for, for, okay. For, so Cody's asking for low E and low T. I'm, I think that's with the, uh, in regards to the testing. Uh, so that yeah. would, that would still be a, a blood draw. Yeah. I mean, we, we can do, uh, salivary test, but we usually prefer, especially for those two, the blood draw. Um, thank y'all for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is the Performance Medicine Show. We do this every single Tuesday at 7. Uh, Dr. Rogers answers your health and wellness question. And then we got my, my brother over there, Ike, uh, who joins us at the end of the show to sign us off. Uh, thank you to everyone, to all of our team for all the help tonight. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.